to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Today we're going to have plenty and plenty to recap today as we're going to be talking Champions League. We're going to be talking uh, Doble Jornada. We're going to be recapping the Atlas game. We got so much to talk about. Transfer updates, Guapa news, everything in between that you could ever think of. We got you guys covered today on on today's episode. And uh, yeah, should be a jam-packed episode, but something tells me. It's going to be a good one. And joining me today, as always, to help me cover all of this is none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. Um, If I look right, yeah, I got a tan. Went out. Um, went outside during work today. Um, Got to watch that America Feminine match. So, you know, I'm happy. Feeling good. And, hey, we're undefeated so far in the season. So, that's a good thing. Undefeated. Yep. And the title says Undefeated Ways. We'll be talking about that. And we'll be talking about Solari's, you know, quote unquote, perfect record to the start of the season in just a bit. Uh, and joining us today, AJ, is a returning guest, someone that is always welcome to the podcast and someone who definitely knows his ins and outs of Americas. It is none other than my very own twin, Mr. Ivan Hernandez. Ivan, how are you? What's going on, gentlemen? Happy to be back. Uh, first, uh, pretty early on in the season for the first time. Usually, I get me kind of in in the middle, but we're here early, so I have to be a good luck charm for the rest of the season. And I got to point out, America's the only team doing really well right now for me. Everyone else is kind of just causing me stress, but uh, that's another topic. <laughs> and it is, who knows, maybe they will intertwine in this episode. But uh, yeah, like you guys mentioned, America so far on a pretty good roll and a pretty good run. Not to say that it's been the best football displayed, AJ, but results are coming their way. And I think that's the most important thing, especially at the start of the season, right? We don't necessarily always need the most perfect football, but we do need results, especially seeing as how the schedule is going for America. We know that you know, the latter half of the season is going to be where things start picking up and where things are going to be a little bit more, you know, uh, difficult in quotations to for, for America. But again, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But we just want to say thank you to everyone that's out here already in the chat. We have AP Jr. saying hello. And we have Chris saying saludos desde Anaheim, California. What is up, Chris? He said, uh, Jacob saying, imagine if Layun would have scored that goal. And we'll get to that in just a second. That was quite the run that he was having himself against atlas and chris is saying two weeks in a row we say that uh yeah definitely two weeks in a row that we continue to say that america not playing so well but they are getting the results and uh well let's start a little bit where we left off last episode aj obviously the big one was the talk of Concacaf champions league right america had it to host philadelphia union in what we expected to be a pretty tough matchup even though we had home field advantage and it definitely did not disappoint at least from my perspective what's your one takeaway from this game against philadelphia union aj hey we got a good thing going into that second leg which is always good which is always good to um see it's like america we're definitely taking advantage of it as soon as we're at a home field advantage we just knew what we had to do we get the job done get the result that we need in order for the second leg so it seems like the boys just know what they had to do from the get-go while it did seem that we could have definitely done more I guess it's filled up a union side. Just all in all, I'm in, I'm happy with the result. I can't wait to see what else um, we do away in the second leg. Right, and that away leg is still 
you know, far is out from here. And, and you know, we have another month to think about the Philadelphia Union. But Ivan, for you, what's your one takeaway from this game against the Philadelphia Union after a 2-0 victory in the Estadio Azteca? Um, takeaways uh, on the positive. I have, I think I had maybe more negative than um, perception than AJ. On the positive end, I think, uh, you know, at the end of the day, like he said, it won the game. Uh, clean sheet, that's always good. No, no away goals. Um, but I felt like I, mean, I could have did more. I think that the way that Philadelphia played was uh, pretty poorly. And it was us that kept them in the game. Um, so that's a little concerning. There was a lot of things that defensively that I personally didn't like that, again, kept them in the game. They really didn't create chances. And then when they got to the within the 18, it's kind of like we didn't step or didn't rotate. And that kind of gave them more chances than I think they deserved. Definitely. And you know, one thing that we, I do want to take away from this is this game could have completely been a different story. Philadelphia Union actually gets the first good chance of the match, right? Um, I think one of their forwards gets in, into a promising position. He kind of tries to do something fancy with it. Um, and then we see right here, this this highlight right here where this man had a shot in front of Ochoa and kind of just gives it to him. So Philadelphia had their chances, right? And if they were convert one one or two of those shots, then this game is completely a different story, right? Like you mentioned, I think America gets a little bit fortunate sometimes when, you know, Philadelphia Union try to get things going and don't really pan out. And again, our defense being shaky, continuously being shaky in this match. We'll talk about the Atlas game, which I think we were a little bit more... I want to say stable in the second half, but overall this defense still gives us a lot to worry about in regards to whether or not this is a championship side defense. Now, I don't know about you, AJ, but you know, a two nil advantage seems not only just favorable, but it seems like we could have amplified it by a couple of more goals. Uh, do you think that might hurt us in the long run? It's hard to predict that because we really don't know how that second game is going to be. But if you had more, if you had more than two goals being scored in this match, then absolutely, yeah, it could be different. But depends just how we're playing it out in the cycle. I mean, you can never go wrong with the two zero lead, so it's good for me, for me to say the least. Definitely, and we have Chris saying El Dentista Mauro Linus. What did you guys, uh, <laughs> what did you guys take on that? That that was I, I don't think I've ever seen that in my life. I've seen that a couple of times, and I think, uh, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but initially, I didn't think he hit him that hard. And then Same. In, the re- in the replay, we see his two flight. I'm like, oh, I guess it makes sense. He's on the floor. Yeah, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, <laughs> Christian had, had quite quite some fun uh, live tweeting the match, and he just put a tooth emoji in. So, yeah, you know, he definitely was having his a little bit of lulls. But, uh, yeah, again, weird things, a lot of weird things. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Mauro Linus, because I think he is the man of the match in this particular game right it completely just bombarding the wings uh whenever we had a corner he was always on the right hand side so the ball found him and whenever he was in his natural left wing position just always seemed to be a, a step ahead of these you know philadelphia union defenders we knew that you know their fullbacks struggled in pace and i think Marolainez picked up on that quite easily and saw that he had an avenue to explore you know Ivan, you're a little bit more uh, aware of Philadelphia Union, right? You get to see them play a little bit more often than what we usually do. Uh, so, you know, w- w- what do you think America actually did well in this game against them? I mean, I think uh, they, li- they look to just control the game the way America plays. I, I think the-, the positives is that America didn't change how they play. Um, you know, you think you look at the Union, I'm pretty sure they rested some of their key guys the in the MLS match le- leading up to this game. 
um, which kind of tells you, you know, they were kind of looking to come and, and, and you know, get a result, um, which, you know, for an MLS team to come to the Azteca with that mindset, kudos to them. But I think America um, definitely felt like they were at home, played like they were at home. Um, when they were definitely in the flow of rhythm, they definitely looked confident. They looked good. Like you said, Lainez had a great game. Um, Cordova, I felt, had a, play, a, very, a very good game. Sanchez had a great game. Um, so I think, yeah, we, we kind of, you know, did what we normally do well. We, the, the ball movement I liked. Um, again, just for me, a couple of things defensively that I, I would have uh, preferred didn't happen um, to really kind of uh, make the 2-0 more, I guess, tasteful for me. Definitely. But like, I, I think like you mentioned, AJ, right? 2-0. I think the most important part is that clean sheet. Going into Philadelphia, that was the most important thing walking away from this is making sure that we have that advantage going in away to, to Philadelphia to make sure that we have no goals conceded at us, meaning that we can play it a little bit more safe and not have to think about, you know, the goal differentials and all that yada yada. So on that end, you know, whilst the defense did have some shaky moments, which I, I completely agree with you, Ivan, uh, you know, the fortunate thing about it is the fact that, you know, we get the clean sheet, which I think was interesting. I don't know. What was your guys' take? You know, we didn't know whether or not Ocho was going to start. We thought Jimenez might get the go ahead after the performance he's been having. Uh, but Memo walks in and, by the way, uh, a beautiful gray and white kit. I'm just Absolutely. gonna put that out there. Absolutely, Absolutely. just fire. And, and and I like I like the fact that America waited until Ochoa played to drop that. Because you could have easily gave it to you know Oscar and be like, here you go. Or, or Renata Machelli could have you know leaked it mm-hmm. and she could have played it in, in, in with the feet with the ladies. But America was like, no, this is gonna be until Ochoa comes back. And so I like that. So really if you're Oscar, like how do you feel? Uh and- Salty, yeah. I, I guess you're <laughs> right? a little salty, right? Say, you feel, you feel he, was the, he was having the time of his life. Like, once again, when Ochoa seems to be absent, whether that be either due to injury or just international duty, he always seems to perform really well. But then came the moment Ochoa came as like, yeah, say hello to the bench again. You, you, you ain't probably playing again anytime soon. So, do you think he's and, just, and you, I mean, and, go, 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 go. Um, like, so no, do you no, think no. in his case, he's like, just trying to outlive the Ochoa era, like because he clearly could probably get picked up by another team and like do well, you know. So I, I I think the thing with Oscar was that he was wanting to leave the season, and I think America would have if there wasn't so much games going on where Ochoa is going to be absent. Mm-hmm. So for example, you know that we have um you know qualifiers. World Cup qualifiers coming up like crazy, right? Yeah. So many yeah. matches, every, every so little month, time. Every month you have what three fixtures? Yeah. Yeah, something like that, right? So that FIFA's trying to catch up. And so we know that Ochoa's going to be gone for, for, for these games. And so that means Oscar is going to have to pick up the, you know, where he left off for Ochoa. And then, of course, you know, you had the Olympics where he was promised at least three games in goal for the league. So I think Oscar, you know, thought about it, said, okay, I have a couple more games that I can stretch out this season, maybe use them as a resume. So Stop that next season, yeah, so that next season I can go and because he, he could easily be a starter for any team in, in, in the league. Right. And so uh, I, I just think that America is holding on to him for this season because they know there's so much games going on. You're most likely going to be missing Memo for, for a couple of them. So why not have Oscar Jimenez, who is just, you know, an amazing goalkeeper, have him there ready to go. And so. You know, but but still, no one wants to see the bench, right? Especially if you're um, if you're, if you're right? in, if you're in your form in, you of your play, life, you don't want to think getting sad again, you know, like yeah. 
I, and I think you see it in Oscar's face uh, in the Atlas game where they zoom into like the the bench, and he's the only one that doesn't really have a smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, he does not look pleasant. He's like, nah, right. yeah. But I think he understands his role, right? Because you have to, yeah. You you understand that ahead of you you have Ochoa, and that's gonna be nearly impossible to do. Um, but even when Ochoa came in, I think in in this game, and and I think the commentator said it, he looked different. Like he he, he there's even in the Atlas game, he's playing with such confidence that I haven't seen in a while. Like he's stepping in, and he just knows he's like I'm keeping this clean sheet. And it just feels nice because you saw it. I don't know if you picked up on it, AJ. Um, he was playing a lot more out of his box. He's playing that super keeper role a little bit better than, you know, we know him. Uh, easily playing with his feet with, with no problems. Distribution was very much on point. Um, so I think he came in, he stepped in and said, you know what? I'm the number one. I just came back. I have an Olympic medal with me. This is my time. And so uh, I'm happy to see him perform the way they did. And I think... That was crucial. That that memo and that confidence and that leadership in the back, I think, was crucial for that defense not to deteriorate the way that we saw in, in those little moments, Ivan, where you mentioned, right, the defense, you know, a little bit here and there that I think if we don't have a memo, you know, not to say that Oscar's not capable of, of, of leading the line either, but I think it's 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 a little different. Yeah, but I think I think well, for me, what really what it is is that it's, I mean, the mistakes they're making to me are, are just like novice mistakes. They're not and they're, and they're correctable. You know, it's just all communication. I think um, on the highlights that were that were showing um, on the screen earlier, what, it was the first chance, first or second chance that Philly gets. It's because the line steps up and Sanchez leaves the player on site, leaves him even. Yeah. You know, things like that is just like focus, awareness, communication. Like, where's your line? You know, who's pushing up, who's pushing down? Things like that, um, time and time again, kind of kept happening. And so they're frustrating because they're like, you know, they're like stupid mistakes that if you're, you're just, you know, if you're on, you step with your line, if you rotate in, whatever it is, you know, that player, that ball doesn't get slipped. It's called offside each time. And I think for me, that's why it's something that I, I, I kind of continue kind of like picking that because like that needs to be corrected because sure, Philly had, a, you know, a pretty bad night like going forward and finishing. But, you know, in Liga, you know, you get to like La Liga. You do that against another team, they're going to punish you. Or you're going to lose that game four yeah. zero. Oh yeah, and, and and those are things that you know. Luckily enough, hopefully Solari is picking up and catching early on in the season, and you can be like, all right, look, we got to fix this. And the one worrying factor, and I, I saw this a lot on Twitter, is the Jorge Sanchez thing. It feels like he's still playing a little bit with that pressure of you know form of past seasons, whether it be from the mistake he made in the final or you know just kind of the pressure that he was lingering on from last season. It just feels like the the jersey's a little bit, you know, with a bit of weight on it. And and so I think he needs to continue to find his stepping. Uh, and hopefully he leans on that Olympic gold medal. Not sorry, not Olympic gold, but Olympic bronze medal. And, uh, and, and, and uses that a little bit to, you know, bolster himself up, you know, get himself a little bit higher in the confidence department uh, because we need him. He, he is crucial. He is vital. And, uh, I personally still start him over Layun, you know, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Although I do want to bring something up. Chris is saying uh, his wife lets us know on Twitter, and he's talking about Oscar Jimenez's wife, who is very active whenever his uh, hus- whenever her husband is not on the pitch. And uh, so all Americanistas on Twitter know exactly who we're talking about. So 
but yeah, America gets the you know gets the lead, and again, it's it's a month before we go to Philadelphia, which is the weird thing, right? You never really see a yeah, Champions League semifinal just... be split up <laughs> in, in a month's time. But I I understand why it has to be done, um, because of money situation, right? Because CONCACAF knows that MLS and Liga Mekis are trying to make money the next week in the All-Star game. And so they're like, we're not going to try to disrupt that. And they can't do it the following week because, you know, they have... Uh, um, FIFA. FIFA dates. Yeah. Uh, FIFA dates, yes. World Cup qualifiers. So, again, now we're in, 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 in that one-month gap and we'll see what happens. Of course, a lot can a lot can change. I mean, look at what just happened within a week, right? We lost Leo Suarez. Mm-hmm. We'll be out for the remainder of the season. We'll talk a little bit more about that, um, you know. And, and so, again, lots of stuff can happen, and we'll have to wait and see what our team is looking like against Philadelphia. I know, you know, they went through a whole bunch of roster changes as well prior to say, you know, facing us. They had a big transfer window, and we'll, we'll see how their end of the transfer window looks like. So, should be an interesting one. But again, America ends up getting uh, a very good cushion. Uh, going to Philadelphia with a 2-0 advantage. And uh, that pretty much wraps it up. We'll talk a little bit more about that later on down the road once we get closer to Philadelphia. We'll have on some Philadelphia Union experts to come on and talk to us a little bit more about their team, how they're doing, how they feel, and and whether or not they have that illusion that they can make the illusional comeback. And uh, we'll talk to them and see as to why we think America is more than capable of seeing this game out. But all right, AJ, anything else to add on before we wrap up this Philadelphia Union versus America recap? Um, not fun, really. Not much. Yeah, all right. I agree with you. Um, all right, then. Well, let's move on right away into what's this tricky? We could do well, I'll do co op on news after the Atlas recap game because I feel like there is still a lot of stuff that developed today, just in general. Today in general was a very busy day for America, um, which by the way, if you guys haven't done so already, you guys go check out our Twitter. We kept you guys up to date with all things going on uh, in and around the world of Las Aguilas de la America. But let's talk America versus Atlas, seeing as how this game was played just, you know, 24 hours ago, a little bit more than 24 hours ago. America ended up going and, you know, going up against Atlas in what was Atlas's anniversary, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And America was able to spoil the party and uh, walk away with three points in the Estadio Jalisco. Again, this wasn't the most prettiest of matches. And Ivan, funny enough, this game actually comes to life once America gets a red card. So once Aguilera sees red, America actually comes to life. We see a much better America side. Not just going forward, but also defending. And funny enough, Chris was saying this on Twitter. He's like, you know, why is it that we need Emmanuel Aguilera other than taking penalties, if that's going to be the case? Um, So, I don't know. What were your thoughts? What were your takeaways? You know, America definitely did not have the best of first half. But looks like things picked up in the second. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you lose lose Aguilera in the back. And I think you're forced to change your shape. And I think that the shape that America went to was just more dynamic, more explosive. It kind of catered to the um, your explosive wingers. Like you have like Nelson one wing, you have Cordova kind of cutting into the inside, but also like on the other wing. Um, and I think that just it was like there was something that uh, sparked them, and I think that that's what it was: the change in shape. Uh, you know, pushing the ball forward, kind of you know playing back every you know so often. And I felt that that was kind of what it was. And not to mention, I think Pedro Aquino uh, had a fantastic game. Um, you know, kind of playing line-breaking passes, getting forward, getting in the box, as you see there, um, looking on goal. And I think that, you know, when you have your center midfielder pushing the ball forward, 
um, you know, being aggressive, looking to, you know, shoot or, or, or distribute, I think that um, makes it more fun for everybody to play. You know, it, it opens up your wings. And as you can see here on the fast break, I mean, this is this is a, a textbook uh, fast break for me. Um, and, you know, composed finish. And I think, yeah, that's what it was. Um, a little upsetting indeed that you're going to have to you have to wait for the red card for kind of like the floodgates to open, if you will. Yeah. Um, but over, overall, I, I was content that, you know, red card and instead of, you know, getting another red or getting another, yellow, you know, a couple yellows or whatever usually comes after that, that it, um, they were poised enough to, to pull the game out. Because yeah, I think, I, you know, not to uh-huh. be disrespectful, but I think it could have been, you know, could have been two, three, you know, four, zero. Oh, yeah. Easily for America. This, this, they could have they could have closed the game out. After after scoring the first goal, which, by the way, they could have scored way even before that. Chavarra is having himself a great opportunity right in front of goal. But for some reason shanks it right. The one player that has been consistent in front of goal for us being our left back for some reason shows his left back traits right there in front of goal and completely skyrockets an opportunity but like you mentioned right i I think america looked very much sharper after the red card you saw you know plays that you would have intended to see in the first half right a lot more you know vertical passing a a lot more splitting the lines and 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 seeing a little bit more of daring attacking positions from players that you want them to see and right and and the player that was very much heavily criticized by the americanismo this season so far was pedro aquino and it was good to see him perform the way that he did in this game i don't know if it was because he got his head opened a little bit by Cáceres, and maybe that helped out but you know he was wearing the the, the do-rag and or, or the or the other cap you know the, the, the cap, water yeah. polo cap the, yeah the water polo yeah like the speedo um, shower cap <laughs> yeah but he he completely just unleashed his game was holding things down in the midfield and i think because of him america were so much more able to let loose in front of uh in front of goal whenever we do go down a man because Pedro Aquino says you know what it's fine even though we do have our two center backs here I'm gonna continue to hold and 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 try to give you guys as much depth in in the midfield so that way Richard can have a little bit more of an explosiveness or more liberty to go forward so like you mentioned I I think America did well hands off to Solari I, I think he his substitutions were on point um even when he brings in the likes of Richard, the likes of Roger, and and he takes out Linus and Fidalgo and Henry, you know, you, you think like, oh, Linus was our best player against Philadelphia. Why are you taking him out, right? So explosive down the wings. But I think he got it on spot on. He saw that this team needed a little bit of a refresher, and it came to fruition, really. It, 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 it really panned out to exactly what he wanted them to do. Uh, and even when we get the red card, we see Jordan Silva right away coming in and he, you know, he reorganizes himself and says, okay, we're going to play the same shape, except, you know, um, Pedro Aquino is going to hold a little bit more. Rich is going to have a little bit more liberty going forward. We're not going to have a cam quote unquote, but we're going to give Cordoba the liberty to roam around. And you just saw that it panned out. It gave, you know, a very good dynamic to america going forward and even in defense i think bruno valdez coming in 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 the second half right because of acacia's injury looked the most solid i've ever seen him since his return of the injury so i mean aj any takeaways from this i know you were a bit stuck in traffic and weren't able to catch this game quote unquote live but any takeaways from this 
or, or are you the same with uh, AP Junior saying, I'm just proud that the fact that all the players that were there were registered. Let's go. <laughs> we didn't, no, 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 or whatever the case may yeah. be. But yeah, no, pretty good to see. Just, um, it like, uh, I mean, it definitely could have been more than just one goal. We've had our chances, just Lady Luck wasn't just on our side that day. But it is what it is. The one thing that did Amy just, I don't understand how Royer, um, failed that penalty. That's, that's a pain, but okay, yes, but. Quick credit to Camilo Vargas for that save because he does something that you hardly ever see. He dives and fully commits, but he sees that the ball is about to go under him. I don't know how he does it, but he gets a handout. Hey. And it is super impressive. And every time I watch it, I'm just at all. I'm just like, that is that is difficult to do. And and props to him for pulling out that save. But no, hey. yeah, Roger should have put it away. <laughs> Hey, that's my Penador Torres for you. He won a title with Club de Cuervos, made his way to Atlas, so you know they knew what they, they didn't know what they were getting in him. But yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, no. All in all, hey, still undefeated. We, it wasn't the greatest of wins, but hey, it is what it is. It definitely wasn't right. A tale of two halves that continues to be kind of the narrative for America this whole season, and you know the majority of last. But I, I think, like we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Results is definitely what we aim for, at least at the beginning of the season. You want to get and secure the three points in a game where you're expected to get all three points. Now, not to say that Atlas was going to be an easy task whatsoever. They they were coming into this one pretty solid. No goals had been allowed before America stepped onto that pitch. And they were the same as us. Two wins, one draw. And so they were looking just as solid as we were. And I like it, you know? I like the fact that Soleil was able to come into this game and say, you know what, let's get the results, and we definitely did. So, I mean, Dylan saying results over playing beautiful football. Your argument on that, Ivan? I mean, define beautiful, I think I'd say. Um, but, okay, results, for sure, result is, is the most important thing, but I think that you also want to see, like, fluidity that you build on. You know, so, for example, like, I'm looking at the substitutions, um, you know, all five used um, before the 60th minute. Like, how much of that is finding, uh, how much of that is adjusting to the right card? How much of that is finding the correct personnel? How much of that is, you know, playing to your opponent? Um, you know, and I, I don't know, like the tell two halves scenario, I don't know how much of that is Solari is still trying to kind of figure it out for this current apertura, which is fine. You know, it's so, only so many games into the season, um, four, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but again, yeah, I, I would like to see a solid kind of like start to finish, play the full 90, look, you know, like you're going to, you know, just do it the whole time type of thing yeah. versus kind of like, uh, we squeezed by, but we could have had more, you know, because they could have had more story gets old really quick. You oh, know, yeah. if, if, if it was 0-0, zero, zero, we wouldn't be here being like, ah, we got the result. You'd be pissed. You'd be like, but we had so many chances in front of, in front of goal, but we missed yeah. the penalty. You know, that would be like what we're saying. And I think that that, you know, is, again, just that that one main goal away from that. And for me, that's why I think that when you have those opportunities, I'm less forgiving with, uh, oh, but I, we won 1-0 or, or we won 2-0. Okay, no, if you have, if you have the chances, and I don't want to be like the cliche Americanista, like, you know, quiero ganar 3-0 todos los partidos, every game, you know, blow them out. But I'm just saying, if you create the chances, you're only as good as how many you finish. And that's kind of, I think, my perspective. So to Dylan... Sure, results are beautiful football, but I mean, I want to see some, you know, 
fluid play here that I'll have to worry about it, you know, week 12. <laughs> I agree with you. I, I agree with you. But I think this is definitely always going to be a slow buildup for Solari because of everything, because you're missing four players because of the Olympics, because of your, you know, injuries, and because of the fact that your board is a little bit incompetent and is unable to get you the transfer that you want, right? So it it, it it's always going to be a little slow of a build until Solari can definitely find which piece fits more better in what position. And, and I will say this, though. We were, we were never going to get it in this game because <laughs> we had played two days early, prior to that, right? Thursday flew out uh, Saturday, so not a lot definitely. of rest. And, and I was going to say, I mean, if you look at the, I mean, you look at the, the people that play in, uh, versus Philadelphia and then at last, we have pretty good depth, I'd say. Um, yeah. And it's just, a, it's just a matter of kind of finding, like, you know, again, like, somebody figuring out, like, what sub for who, at what, at what point, you know? And and again, like I look at I look at when the subs were made, you know, fifty fourth, fifty third, halftime, and I kind of wonder, you know, just kind of what the thought process was for somebody. No, I, I agree with you, and and we'll see if maybe you guys agree with Chris here saying this America squad is overachieving for the talent we have. In my opinion, uh, ningún extranjero que tenemos pesa en la cancha. The ones that do is our own Mexican talent. Strong words from Chris, and I, I don't think he's necessarily wrong. I don't think you see a lot of foreigners, at least right now on this America side, that are pulling the weight that a Mexican player isn't. For example, I think, like you mentioned, the only one that actually maybe pulls in a pretty big shift out of the foreigners is Pedro Aquino, right? Who undoubtedly yeah. has the most responsibility in that team because he's wearing not only that number five of Guido Rodriguez, but He's put in a position where Solari demands a lot from him tactically, right? He needs to be a very organized player, and, and I think he played it out to a team. Uh, Bruno maybe is the other exception after that, but, you know, Roger came into this one a little bit slow and, and still isn't hitting his heights, misses the penalty. It's a shame because I thought versus Philadelphia, he played well. I feel like, you know, he yeah. got into the spaces, you know, he, he tried the defenders. He did all the dirty work in versus the game in Philadelphia, you know, and... To kind of see him fall flat the next game was kind of like, oh, come on, guy. Exactly. And, and, and you know, which is, I don't know, maybe he wasn't wearing the same, you know, blue paint tape that he was wearing against Philadelphia. Dude, that painter's tape. I'm sorry, man. I was like, this guy's wearing <laughs> painter's tape, not Kate Kanish tape, man. What's going on? Like, his, uh, his eyes are going to fall out of his head or something, man. Like, tape the guy up. Tape him. Tape him up. I, they probably didn't tape him good enough for this game. But look, this one was always going to be a difficult one in regards to how we played. Because, like I mentioned, Atas was doing good. Like, defensively, they were very much, you know, compact. They, they knew what they were doing. Um, this game was very much stop and go for a good majority of the game, of the match. A, a lot of fouls in between. Atlas's mentality was let's disrupt their ma- their game as much as possible and let's try to get them with our speed, which almost paid dividends a couple of times, especially early on in the game. Um, but again, right, America getting that fortune, getting a little bit of luck that, you know, the foreign, that, uh, excuse me, that the other team just doesn't capitalize on it. And we're then just able to do our thing. So... I mean, kudos to this side for getting the three points, right? It's never easy going to the Jalisco, especially after, you know, playing two, three days prior to that. Uh, and, and so now it's going to be even more difficult that the players haven't even gone home yet. They, 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 they're going to fly out to Juarez and then they're going to go train. And it's a big mess right now with the double jornada. But 
kudos to America for getting the three points. And so far, so good. And hopefully, you know, the, the, the team can continue on good form. And like you mentioned, AJ, still undefeated, quote unquote. And we ended the jornada as top of the table. But again, I remind everyone that it is only the fourth game and that we are nowhere near the middle of the season where you should start paying attention to that table. So again, give it another four games, then look at the table, then look where we are, then look at exactly how we're playing. Then we can make a pretty much fair assessment as to, as to how things will end up looking for America towards the latter half of the season. But so far, promising. And again, I, Unfortunately, these players don't get much of a break, and now they got to go back at it again against Juarez on Wednesday, which, again, will be an interesting dilemma. But as far as this game goes, anything else that you guys want to talk about, anything that a, a player stood out, there is one thing I do want to mention, Cordova, with that number 10. I think he was the best player on the pitch. Uh, and me saying that about Cordova is a big deal. And, and anyone who knows that should understand that this I'm is I'm going to take the Ivan deal. and also say this Ivan also feels... That yeah, I feel the same way you do about him. Yeah, and and I I was I was shocked. But he was great. But he was great. He was great. I was. don't know. La la camisa América le pesa. Le ha pesado. It's been like it's just like yo guy. Like I mean, you saw what he did at the Olympics, and I thought, okay, great. And he's gonna come to America and like miss a sitter every week. But then he did yeah. this, and I was like, okay, okay, my bad. Now I'm now I'm not gonna say you know he was quiet in the first half, but. Relatively everyone was, but he stepped up. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the substitutions helped and, and it freed him up a little bit more. Uh, or maybe the Atlas players were just more tired at that point. But he came in, stepped in, did his job, and as our new number 10, scores the winning goal. So my question to you is this. Uh-huh. Is your Sebastian Cordova jersey on the way? No. <laughs> no. I need, I need more than just one good game against Atlas. Right, Let's be honest. Enough. Right, right? It, 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 it takes AJ like 25 minutes to decide as to whether or not he's going to get the player's jersey. It takes me a little bit more. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you for you, AJ, I, I mean, seeing how Cordova balled out in this game, seeing him with the number 10 jersey, uh, how do you feel? Really excited for him. Seems like what he did in Tokyo was just maybe only the, the very big game for what more Cordova can do this season for America and for future seasons. You can't wait to see, especially with the number that he has now, carries a lot of weight. A four-hour Medica legend played with that number, so Cordova, he's got to be doing the exact same thing. Who knows? Replicate what that uh, what that legend did at America. So, can't wait to see what else Cordova does. Who knows? Maybe get that uh, Alyssa move to Europe at some point as well. Which, by the way, it's going to be curious, this next question that I ask you guys, but to you guys, who is the greatest number 10 in America history? Because it feels like the easy answer would be Cuauhtémoc Blanco. Mm-hmm. But is there any other 10 that deserves the right to fight for that title? In my Definitely opinion, not in recent years. In my opinion, no. I like it. AJ? In my opinion, no. And it's not to oh, mention yeah. that other notable you know, personalities. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I just feel like, yeah, the, there's something about that number that's always going to be Cuauhtémoc Blanco's. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is not knocking off Cordoba, whatever. I mean, right, he's got a bunch more years ahead of him to kind of show us wrong. But it's, it's even before Cuauhtémoc Blanco, I can't remember a 10 where you're just like, 
yeah, this is, he not only represented what the number meant, but he represented the institution as well. Right. And I think those are two things that you just can't really balance but he, out. But on top of that, he was innovative. Like he was an innovative player. It was yeah. just, you know, he, he picked your pockets in a way that no other player could as a 10. And he's from Tepito. So yeah, I, I can imagine. Exactly. You know, like literally. <laughs> oh, no, man. but you know, we'll, we'll, I have. I personally, I personally have dreams of going there one day. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. You just gotta go yeah. with empty pockets, my guy. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> but looks like we got a couple of people agreeing with you. AP Junior saying Cuatro Blanco will forever be yeah, that man. number ten. Um, <laughs> Chris saying Cordoba already a better ten than Cecilio Dominguez ever was. <laughs> And I think that's true. Uh, again, that that number's been thrown around a little bit, and so uh, mm-hmm. let's just hope Cortoba does it right. You know, it, it deserves a little. No, bit I mean, yeah, I mean, despite you know, we, I've had we've, we've had conversations about this both you know on here and off of here, and I think that uh, to me, uh, Cortoba's always been a player that's very like it's, he's playing based on how his confidence is. You know, when his head's in the ruts, he's playing crappy. When he's like feeling great about himself, he's like playing beautifully. And, um, you know, if the jersey was kind of weighing on him before, like now with a number 10, I don't know, maybe there's a sense of pride or a sense of like uh, he maybe feels like there's belief in him or something. And that's kind of going to trigger a different, you know, hustle, a different energy from the kid. And don't get me wrong. Like, I wish him all the best. He's obviously on the team. I support him. But um, I just because some consistency would be great. Um, Thank you. You know, like I, I, a banger every eight weeks is cool. But, you know, how about every three weeks? Yeah, every uh, you know, or don't, e- don't even score bangers. How about you just put, you know, put away 12 tap or something, you know? Yeah. You know, tap them in, really You know, tap them in, but just, like, you know, be in the right place at the right time. That's a skill, too, you know? Like, just just put them away, and, and I'd be happy with that, you know? Definitely. I, I'm on, on obviously, on the same boat in this one. For all, for me, for Cordova, has always been, the, the key word has always been consistency, right? And I think this might be the year where he shows that more, and and. and Maybe like AJ said, Tokyo was exactly what he needed, and so yeah. we'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But yeah, consistency from Cordoba. You know, let's let's see what we're talking about a week from now, because that's I was big. Say though, I feel like every 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 torneo, we're just what we're saying. At the, you know, the first three weeks, like and then maybe this is his breakout, and then you know. Eh. But now <laughs> with the number ten, let's let's truly hope that this is it right here. No, yeah, I, I agree. Let's, let's let's hope that's the case, and. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, he's always going to be the highlight of this one. And America walks away with all three points from the Stadio Jalisco. And again, we, we sit at the top of the table, but still too early to tell where things are going to pan out for America. But so far in the right direction. And Angel, you mentioned it, still undefeated as the season progresses for Solari. And let's hope it continues to stay that way. Anything else, AJ, before we wrap it up here? Every time I hear Cordova, I just think of that one time you said, uh, you said in the podcast that if somebody understands Cordova is what we think of Mason Greenwood. If whoever will stick in my <laughs> mind and when Christian turns around, he's like, you do not just say that. Maybe, who knows? Maybe maybe this season just happens. Hey, I'm just saying, Mason Greenwood has himself. Maybe Mason Greenwood has a breakout season this year, too. Hey, I would argue I Mason's not. been a little bit more not, consistent. <laughs> hey, you know? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, by the way, uh, I just want to give a huge shout out to uh, uh, Mr. Craig Harrington, who is out here on Twitter, uh, liking AJ's uh, tweets. So, hey, for, for capturing the Lady Aguilas' uh, head manager's attention on on Twitter. But uh, I'm doing something yeah. right. Like we mentioned, uh, Cordoba 
fingers crossed we get that consistency but all right gentlemen let's move on into the next segment but before we do i just want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you guys by fuck cult and if you guys haven't done so already make sure you guys check out fuckcult.com they got some amazing gear some amazing product and uh we promise that you guys are going to be seeing a lot more fuck cult slash eagle eye podcast collaborations for this upcoming season we're working on some stuff and uh like i mentioned some pretty good stuff and before you wait for that make sure you guys go check out some of the stuff that they have already really really good work from them and again you guys can get uh 10 off by using the discount code eep at checkout again discount code eep at checkout to get 10 off thank you to Footcall for sponsoring today's episode all right gentlemen uh before we talk about these next upcoming matches let's talk a little bit about the news going on in and around the world of Coapa because it's been quite the busy week for america uh let's start off with federico vinas here as uh we had a question from luis g saying is vinas really injured or is it all just an excuse and i think at this point it's 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 hard to really weigh out what solaria said right saying that he is injured he's had a, a bit of a you know nagging injury and because of that they haven't really tried to force him back uh you know he he's not really training with the first team uh, a lot of fishy suspicious stuff going on a lot of people speculating that there's some you know transfer stuff going on and happening i want to lean on more on the solari side and say that you know he is kind of saving him he talked very highly of vinya saying that of course you know what manager wouldn't want to talk highly of his players but um you know he's saying vinya is an essential piece to this this america puzzle and that he's a very you know valuable player i on one hand do think that this is just all smoke in regards to him leaving i don't know what, what do you think aj I just wouldn't, I can't just imagine to see a player like Vinas, who we picked up, seeing him as the next one to get it, just send the, just one day, yeah, he's gone from America. I just don't think Solari would be one to do that to his players, as you mentioned before, he speaks high regard of the player that he have on every, on, on every single player in this squad he has. Every player in this squad has a key role to the team, regardless of what their position is on the team. So, but to just, with Vinas, it's tough because he's been doing he while he might be inconsistent times where he just hasn't been having the grace of times on the pitch. But just really, I would like for him to stay in an America jersey and to continue doing great things for us, scoring goals and just provide to be a very key player um, for Solari's side. No, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that, you know, he is an important player and Solari came out and said it. And and one thing that, you know, Chris says here, you know, it, it always seems that every week he's quote-unquote ready, but when the game comes around, he's still not 100%, right? And, and I think that's something that Solari definitely talked about, saying that, look, we're not going to risk him for Philadelphia. You know, we're fingers crossed that he has, you know, every all the green light from the medical staff to play against Atlas. If he does, we'll feature him on the bench. If he doesn't, we're not going to risk him for any reason whatsoever. Um. And again, it's an interesting thing. It's a developing thing. Uh, and really, we won't truly know the true nature of it until Solari or Vinas or the team comes out and says anything. So, again, just have to put it on pause. We're all just kind of in speculation mode. Uh, but I don't know. What do you think is going to happen here, Ivan? I mean, it's interesting. Um, you know, you add Vinas to the, to the equation. And again, you kind of look at the depth that we really have um, with attacking players, with players that can skate on the ball can score, you know, all that type of stuff. So, you know, I could see what, you know, if it is an injury, I could understand that I wanted to rush him back because, you know, we do have players that we can go to, players we can turn to, players that can, you know, put the ball in the net without him, without his presence. Um, 
if it is transfer related, I personally don't understand why that becomes like the I get bad I guess bad habit or like it turns you know it's portrayed as bad blood, but it's really just kind of like, I feel like a, a bad um I don't know, like PR type of thing like where like the club you know coach manager says nothing's wrong praises the player but but won't play him and he's like hurt and then next thing you know like transferred out. I don't understand why can't we just be honest? You know, like you look at, for example, like uh, not related, but another example, like the whole like Harry Kane situation, right? In Premier League, right? Like, oh, he came, uh, Nuno said he came to camp late, so he's just, you know, taking his time. But then, like, everyone knows that City's putting a bid for him. So it's like, I get it. When players are going to get transferred, they don't play because they're on their way out. But then say that, you know, or I don't know. I just, I always dislike how, how that gets done. Um, I guess it's just business, part of the business aspect that I don't like. But um, personally, I, like, like AJ said, I hope he's not on his way out. I think that he adds a spark to our and adds depth. You know, like you have um, you have Rodri, you have Martin, you have uh, Vinas, and I think that you know he he they each add their own kind of special spice to the mix when they're on the field. Um, and I would hate to see him go. I think he's a um, a great guy. I think his age is reasonably about to hit his prime, and I would love to see him do it with us. Yeah, no. I, ideally, he's he's the one you want to to keep because of you know the age and all that stuff. And from what he's shown, right? He understands the club. He he really likes it. And so you know, hopefully, fingers crossed. It is just this nagging injury, and we'll have him back hopefully by next week. Because you know these next two upcoming games is where you would imagine Avinas fits in perfectly because of the rotations that have to be made. So again, we'll have to wait and see. Fingers crossed. But hopefully, America gets the job done. In you know. Fixing him up if it is that he is injured. But uh, let's move on into another bit of news. Uh, Leo Suarez, like I mentioned earlier, will be out for the remainder of the season. Looks like he's been playing with a a bit of an ankle injury that he's been kind of lingering on in regards to, you know, quote unquote, fixing. Um, Looks like he's going to have surgery. Well, he did have surgery in Guadalajara and uh, he will be out for the remainder of the season because of that. uh, He can be dropped. Uh, from registration, meaning now America has one spot open for a foreigner to come in. Now, don't get your hopes up. That doesn't mean that America is going to go out there and buy a winger like we all want them to do. It only means that potentially a certain player of Renato Ibarra could potentially be coming on as an America player. Finally, a lot of speculation on this as to whether or not it is officially going to happen, but you know. Uh, Ibarra has been uh, seen wearing the number 30 jersey, well, gear, not jersey, but the number 30 gear in practice where previously he wasn't. And we'll, we'll see. But it all, all, all signs point to Renato Ibarra potentially playing under Solari and finally wearing an America jersey again. Uh, is this huge news for America, for the club, for everything that's going on in and around this player? Uh, a lot of people, all, you know, saying good. A lot of people not liking this. Some people falling straight down the middle. A, a question as to whether you guys, where do you guys land on this situation with Renato Ibarra? You know, does he fix our winger problem? You know, he will add depth, but is he the solution to our prayers in regards to that wing play that we also desire? You want to go? Anyone? Go guys. for it, AJ. Yeah, I'm gonna let you yeah. go first, man. Um. The thing is, under Piojorea, he was always the guy who was like, we pass the ball, he runs down the rings, he'll try to cross it. The thing is, is Solari really going to be the one to be having Renato Baradula when we don't work possess the side? We like to play through the midfield and maybe get to the wings or so. But I don't know. I mean, hey, 
you did want to, you did want to register a player. It's Renato Ibarra. That's a familiar face in America. I think it's going to be under a completely different system, under a completely different manager. So, I mean, I'm down for it. Just, I don't know. Like, as you mentioned, will he solve the right mid issues, uh, right midfielder issues we have? I mean, hey, it's an upgrade over Suarez. I think anyone at this point can say anyone's an upgrade over Leo Suarez. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a fair argument to be made, Ivan. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I was going to make the exact same point that AJ made. Like, it, it's a different system. So, it's, I'd be curious to see how he fits in. Um, you know, because, I mean, yeah, losing Los Suarez. Personally, I kind of like the kid. I don't think he, I'm not like indifferent. I think that he adds, I think he, you know, he can add some explosiveness. I think that he goes, he goes forward well. I think he connects with the number nine well. Um, but I don't think about it. I think it's just kind of, it like has this like dark cloud looming over him. Um, and that's mm-hmm. maybe I think why everyone's kind of like hesitant, like, oh, you know, like, you know, second spell, like, is that what we're, what we're gonna do right now? Is, is that, you know, maybe some view it as desperation, I don't know. But, um, I think that if you can come in, adapt, um, and you know, and you know, learn the system that we're trying to play, um, and, and you know, I mean, again, it just adds to the depth, in my opinion. Um, I don't think he would be a starter in my book, um, looking at the other players that we have. Um, but I'd be curious to see how he fits to the system, you know, I think that, uh, again, when you have these, um, you're going to have people out for the national team or with qualifiers. Uh, you're going to have, you know, just uh, the, the fixtures are pretty, compre- uh, you know, compacted these days. So, yeah, for rotation, I think it, uh, he'd be a good option. Interesting to see how, you know, not only the fans, but the team kind of receive this kind of incorporation will be an interesting thing. That's how... another thing. Locker room is a big deal, right? right. So, like, how's he going to mm-hmm. fit in? No, yeah, I, I agree. And I think... You know he's he's been partners with 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 most of the team right there. A lot of them know know him, and you know he's been at the institution for a little bit already. And I'm sure a lot he's talked to him already. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Again, nothing is official yet, but we do know Los Suarez will be a drop. Who comes in? That's the real question. Again, don't get your hopes up. Don't 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 think we're gonna be bringing in. Uh, you know. Bring the his next... nephew in. We bring Agosto yeah. Solari. We bring him in. Oh God, no, <laughs> no. Uh, hey, the funny thing hey, is, you know, we we we've said we've said that under Solari, players tend to you know shine a little bit more, and and I've been seeing this a lot on Twitter, but they're saying that Renato under Solari is going to be Sadio Mane. <laughs> I don't believe it, but I would like you know I definitely love to see something like that. I mean, oh, why don't you? But why don't you believe it though? Like you know, like again, like why? Why do you feel like that's not something that Salah could bring out of him? Oh, um, imagine that. Oh, I don't know. I I just think that's what I'm saying. It's just like a dark cloud. It's like his name is yeah. Plague. That's that's the like, thing. You know, and like, I I, you, I don't think, think his last spell went so well for him. Yeah, and it's like I, I saw. I, I think like I saw something on ESPN Deportes or like a percentage of how much his value like went down since he left America, and it was like forty seven percent or something. And I was just like, dang, like, who made that up? That's like, I mean, sure, you know, players have bad spells. And I mean, I don't know. But I think that's what it is. He just had a bad time. And the way he left wasn't the greatest. And so you think about the name and you don't think of, like, happy memories, you know? Like, you think, like, oh, okay, we'll see how it goes. Definitely. I mean, we'll definitely see how things go. But, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's cover a little bit more bit of news here as regards to the transfer rumor mills. Chris is saying, don't forget about the Jurgen Dam and Nico Castillo news. So, look, there was this, uh, and, and, you know, 
Shout out to John Sorscliffe, who kind of broke the news on this one, saying that, uh, you know, America was in talks with Atlanta United to potentially have a swap deal for Nico Castillo to come in and Jorgen Dam to go and join Las Aguilas de la America. Things didn't pan out. It didn't work out. Uh, John came out and said that, you know, a little throwing a bit shade to Jurgen Dam saying that he didn't want to come to America where Jurgen then responded on Twitter and said that that was not the case that you know unfortunately things just didn't work out but that he would have been more than you know happy to come play for America as a team that he respects and a team that he you know definitely uh, has high uh, you know like I mentioned respects for them seeing as how they're one of the biggest clubs but in reality we are the biggest club in Mexico and so that 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 didn't pan out right Jurgen Dam potentially could have came to America which I don't know how, I, I don't know if we end up winning in the deal or losing or just completely break even. It, it, I have no idea how that would have worked out if they actually uh, went through. I got, I just have to crack another joke. Yeah, I'm so sorry for, I, there's times I'm like, I need to crack a joke. Yeah, it's Mexican Gareth Bale. Yeah, he'll totally, he'll totally, you know, bring life to this America squad. All that pace down the right hand side would be lovely. We already have pace with Linus. More yeah. pace. You can never go wrong more pace. Never you gotta can. let go of that R two button, my friend. You gotta. There, there's other 13, ways to play the game. FIFA thirteen. That's all it was. So you know you it. Say FIFA thirteen. Jesus. FIFA 13 is all about pace. It's <laughs> <laughs> talking about eight years ago, nine practically with the new one coming out. But again, could have helped potentially with the depth chart, right? That that's really the reality of it. So. I mean, he would be another winger, like you're saying we need because of injury. But I don't, I don't know what he adds. I mean, look at what he's exactly. done. I mean, when he left Tigres, it was like a big deal because he was doing well with Tigres, right? But then, like when yeah. he came to the national team, like what well, he always felt flat for me. And then he goes to Atlanta United. I've watched the Atlanta United game here and there, which happens to be in the background or whatever. I don't think I've seen him on the bench even. Yeah. He's been, but he was flashing his Lambo or whatever, Ferrari or whatever, you know, a couple weeks in. I'm yeah. Like, All right, kid, let's, let's see you do something first. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think yeah. that's the last headline I saw of that kid, you know, his car situation. Yeah. So, I don't know. Again, I don't know how that would have ended for America, but I, I, I kind of am happy that it didn't go through, uh, even though we still have Nico Castillo on the books. Um, Let's see, what else do we have on here? Oh, last bit of news here. And, of course, the, the one confirmed news that we have right now for America is the fact that we have officially have signed uh, Mario Osuna from Mazatlan. He's coming in, of course, to replace uh, Santi Naveda for this injury. Uh, and he will be wearing number 12, if I'm not mistaken, AJ. Is that, is, is that confirmed already? I, uh, say that's confirmed. I would not know, but hey. I saw something. Um, again. Take it with a grain of salt. I think he might be wearing the number 12 jersey. But he is coming in to replace uh, Santi Naveda. And he, Santi Naveda officially has been dropped from the roster. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be coming in and hopefully, potentially, giving us a little bit more of that depth. I, I don't know. I, I've seen him play, and he's okay. I mean, I, I, not a big wow in my factor. Um. But unfortunately, it does mean that I am in the wrong when I said nothing was going to happen in this transfer window for America and that we were not going to sign anyone. I did not see this curveball of Nevada getting in, uh, Nevada getting injury and now having to force a Mexican transfer. Yeah. So I guess I'm in the wrong in that one. But again, don't put your money on anything that we're going to bring in a foreigner because we're not. I've said this time and time again, the team's got no money and that's what we got. The situation at hand. How do you guys feel about this? Just I mean, potential squad filler signing. I mean, 
350 games under his belt. He's got experience in a lot of positions. Looking at here, he's played center defensive mid, right back, center back, center mid. He's even played up front at some point. But hey, he's had lots of experience in Liga Mekis. He did spend some time in the Ascenso with um Atletico Morelia. But you know, I'm I'm not really too upset with the signing. Really, it's it's squad depth. He's just gonna fit in right in there. It's like something like with Fernando Madria. Who knows? Maybe he might actually be not that bad of a signing as a make fans thought it'd be. But I mean, considering his age as well, he is 32. He's on the... On the exactly. <laughs> but still, you never know. I mean, I'm down, I'm down with the signing like this. Any sign that seems like an oddball, I'm like, I'm all in it. I'm like that. Maybe that 1% I'm like, you know, let's give him a chance. You never know what they can no, do. No, AJ. Decide. No. Okay. Okay. Well, my question is this: uh, what's his con- what's his deal? How much is it like you know? Because so he's just a saying- filler, and and I'll get that I'll get the details right now. But uh, you know, because you know, well, I mean, because so, so I first want to point out that his name is Mario Humberto Osuna Perez Nunez. Yo. Okay, I just want to nice. I just want to point that out. I, you know, just gotta point that out. Um, no, yeah, I mean he's versatile. He's a veteran player. He's thirty two years old. He's you know done his thing. I mean, he could add experience. He could add you know. Again, squad rotation. That's kind of the way I see it. You know, he's not he's not gonna come get crazy minutes. Um, he's probably playing at you know at 32. He finally made it to the you know the biggest club in Mexico. Congratulations, brother. But I mean, I don't think he's gonna do much more than just kind of rotate some guys out. You know, last 15, last 20, and who knows? Maybe he'll he'll you know shine. I mean, he seems to be based on what AJ said. I don't know much about him, but based on the, all the positions you listed, AJ, he seems to be like a, he's uh, defensively pretty solid for him to be able to play in all his positions i mean you guys have heard all podcasts how i feel about making sure our defense is intact so i'm for it um but again i wouldn't expect to see see him get many minutes yeah it's same and, and unless we have way, another energy yeah yeah by the way uh el mono coming in will be wearing that number 12 jersey i've just confirmed mm-hmm. with that um i i think that uh so they haven't really said what his contract situation is going to be like. I'm assuming that it's a one-year deal. Obviously, you don't sign a, a, this type of player for anything more than that. So I would hope not. That'd be bad business. Hey, it, I mean, we right? have nine again, here. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> Talk, yeah. Well, I mean, look at, look, look at our board and, and how great they've done already with other signings but again yeah he's coming in my only issue is is was there not a youth player that could step up yeah then there's that like where's that cantera you know what i'm saying like i i have to agree with that i mean we don't have to try and be pumas that are just kind of like forcing it but um yeah. yeah like i don't know i i agree i i, I don't know i think like if, if you're doing is putting a body on the roster to fill fill you know like you said filler yeah, you definitely could have gave some kid a chance. But I mean, again, we digress. But uh, that 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 is the situation that we have, and we'll you know, we'll we'll see what happens. Again, that is pretty much all the news in and around Coapa. Again, there's a lot to process, and I'm sure we'll have a lot more before the transfer window ends. Uh, again, keep it here with us at the EY Podcast, and we'll keep you guys covered with all things Las Aguilas de America over on Twitter, Instagram, and or Facebook. All right, gentlemen, let's uh, let's let's 
talk of these last two games and wrap it up because I, I don't want to keep you guys here any longer and I don't want to keep our listeners going for any much further either. Look, we have a little jornada. These things are never easy to talk about because there's two games that are going to be played and one of them is a little bit easier to talk about, about than the other because we have a sense of how the team's coming into for the Juarez game. We don't have an idea of how things are going to go against Cholos, but we can only speculate for that game. But let's talk a little bit about Juarez. Mid-season, uh, not sorry, mid-season game. Middle of the week game. Wednesday night, America is going to be going and flying out to Ciudad Juarez, uh, I believe, on Monday. Tomorrow, well, no, sorry, today is Monday. Where am I at? America is flying out tomorrow. They're going to be going out to Juarez, and um, we're going up against Atuka Ferrati, Ferrati side. That AJ, correct me if I'm wrong, they've been doing okay. I mean, if you're trying to point out one player that asset that's doing okay, then yeah, he's doing just fine. The rest of the team, yeah, I'm not so sure about that. Um, bed team place. So yeah, maybe. never mind. They they nah. they are not one, in good one, play, one, play, one player is doing fine. Just one player. Everyone else, yeah, no, not so much. So again, on paper, looks relatively easy, but we know that uh, Ivan, whenever uh, America tends to play against any team that is struggling, they, for some reason, want to put their best foot forward against us and make life difficult. This is a tough challenge yeah, for somebody, if you're asking me, definitely. because, you know, this is a second, you know, away game in a row where you're not even talking a week in it. You know, we're talking days in between. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to have to make some changes again, um, which again, like all these players we just discussed uh, on the pod tonight, you know, they're all going to play a role in, in, in keeping the legs fresh and keeping everybody healthy. Um, that has to be, I think, a priority at this point with so many players going down. You know, you want to remain healthy. Um, so getting the minutes are going to be, is going to be important. I mean, I'm sorry, when you get minutes, you have to perform. It's going to be important because you're going you're gonna to get them at this point. Um, in terms of Juarez, yeah, they're not doing the greatest, but again, it's only the fourth jornada. They do have Tuca, who we all know is an um, you know a manager is capable of bringing the best out of his players, regardless of how he does it. Um, and again, I, I don't know, like you know, when teams sit back and wait for America, like are they going to do that with Tuca? That's not really his thing. But then like Juarez doesn't have the person not to really attack. Kind of like yeah, I, I see like the you know like the how's it going to go type of situation. But I think that's why America has to you know go in there, play their game, and, and look to get three points. And and when you have chances, put them away. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing, AJ, coming into this game is the one thing we want to see from this side is because we will create opportunities from the looks of it with the way Juarez has been playing, you you got to be clinical, right? You got to put those chances away. And you're looking at your Rodgers, at your Henrys, who most likely will have an opportunity to put the ball in the back of the net. You want them to be, you know, cementing themselves in, 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 in that striker role. And so I think it'll be important that America not only creates chances, but finishes them as well. Yeah, no doubt about it. Like, we have plenty of chances against Atlas that definitely could have been more than one goal. But now take that from what happened against Atlas and now put that uh, against Juarez. Now, like you mentioned, be more comfortable with your shots. You have those chances, make the most out of them. You never know if that's going to only be the only chance you'll have that entire game. Or you end up in a similar situation where you just score one goal and that's in your thing yourself. We definitely could have scored more against a side that's just been struggling. Even though it's the fourth or not, they've been struggling. Take advantage of it. Yeah, and you know what? I, I think another thing that we have to keep an eye on here is the defense, right? Uh, Caceres, we don't know necessarily if he's going to be fit or not. Um, if he isn't, he most likely won't start. Emma Aguilera, of course, out because of the red card, meaning there's a potential 
possibility that Bruno and Jordan might be the center back partnership, which I think scares a lot of people after I just said that out loud. Uh, and rightfully so, because they haven't been the sharpest defenders that we've had. And, uh, you know, asking for a clean sheet might be a little bit difficult in this game. But it's it's not to say that it's impossible. Uh, but again, Ivan, you mentioned this, right? Against Philadelphia Union, there was mistakes from the back line, not just the center backs, but the back line in general that we want to see get cleaned up. And so this is a game to potentially start building on that, right? Whether Miguel Ayun starts or whether it's, you know, Jorge Sanchez on that right-hand side. Or who knows? It might be Miguel Ayun on the left-hand side or it might be George on the left-hand side and Miguel Ayun on the other one. It, it You know, we'll have to wait and see. I was going to say, like, you and we all know can play on both on both sides. Um, that's personally why I've always liked that guy. Um, granted, he's back, you know, kind of been there, done that, seen the world, came back, and he's a little older. But, I mean, he brings wisdom, and I think that uh, one thing he will bring is leadership if he's back there. And I think that uh, that's something that every back line needs. I mean, look at Juarez and the results. They're, I mean, they're not doing too hot. They have two draws and two losses, but they're scoring in almost all of their games. So it's not like they're not finding the back of the net. So I think it goes back to what we're all saying. You know, if you have a chance, you got to put it away because the defense is going to slip up. And if they are going to punish you, you know, you're going to find yourself in a one-one situation. That then what is this going to park the bus? And then, okay, now you got to find a way to break that up, you know, and, and that's going to yeah. end up in a draw. And we don't want that. Um, I, think that, I think that we're at a point where, again, yeah, sure, it's early, but you don't want to find yourself in a situation where, you know, you're scraping by results against these teams that are in the, you know, out of, you know, league opposition. You just don't want that because that kind of sets the tone for the rest of the league. If you drop points to Juarez, then you can't afford to draw against a Cruz Azul or something later in the season. Yeah, no, you can't. And then, and, and like we mentioned, right, these are the more, quote unquote, favorable games for America. These are when you start racking up the points. And again, it's always going to be a difficult ask being away from home. And right, we don't, the, the competition is always a little bit more difficult whenever America does have to go on the road because of, you know, home advantage for the other team. But uh, we're more than capable of getting three points. Squad depth, you know, I think we have more than quadis. And on paper, you know, this has to be a three-pointer game. But here's my thing. What... You know, America has got to go out there and get the three points and they don't have to go out there and feel like because of the jersey I'm wearing, I automatically get the three points. Right. We've seen that countless times with America that they think that just because they are who they are, the goal will eventually come that they don't really have to go and find it the way that they would if they had to play at Tigres or Monterrey. But that's not the case. You got to go out there. You got to earn it. You got to play for it. Show something. And hopefully the team's able to walk out with the three points. Now, Christian's usually here to do the predicting star 11. But since in his absence, I'm willing to give it a gander. And I'm going to go with Ochoa in net. We're going to have Jorge Sanchez on the right. In defense, I think Cáceres will be fine. We'll have uh, Bruno Valdez and Sebastián Cáceres. Huh? Cáceres is out for two weeks. Oh, never mind. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I missed that. Never mind. So your center back partnership is going to be Bruno Valdez and Jordan Silva. Oh, and on the left-hand side, you're going to have Miguel Ayun. Um, I completely forgot. We even tweeted that. Um, in the midfield, you're going to have Pedro Aquino and Richard Sanchez. And uh, on one side of the wings, you're going to have Cordoba on the right. Madeline is on the left. And then Alvaro Fidalgo in the cam spot with up top being Roger Martinez. I think Henry sees the bench again, just for squad depth purposes. But hey, it's up for grabs that starting 11 spot for the number nine. So we'll, we'll see. We'll definitely have to wait and see. But again, that Bruno and Jordan partnership, I think is going to be the biggest worry, AJ. 
Nah, Jordan Sells got Jordan in his name. We'll be fine. We'll <laughs> Just because he's got Jordan, we'll be fine. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, we'll have to wait. Or it's going to be spectacular and we'll, like, never change it again. It'll just stay that all season. Let's go. <laughs> One of the two, you know? Like, Gaston has lost his spot permanently to Jordan Silva. Who knows, man? I don't stick. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see it going either way. Like it's either going to be terrible or it's going to be like the best decision that Salah has made all season. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely see. Uh, all right, gentlemen, quick scoreline prediction for this one. What are you guys going with? Ivan, I'll go with you first. This is for the Juarez game or the Tijuana yeah. game? No, Juarez. Uh, Juarez, let's go. Let's go 2 0 America. 2 0 America. I like it. Bold and that clean sheet. I like it. AJ? 2 0 as well. 2-0 as well. I'm, I, 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 am I the only one that fears this back line and says, you know what, we're getting, walking away with a 2-1 victory? I'm going 2-1. Our beloved Cowboy is behind the scenes on this one, if you guys haven't done. He's, he's very much uh, a producer in, in this today's episode. So, so, Dylan, can you just give me your prediction for this one as well? 2-0 America? Is that what you're going with? 2-0 America. All right. Well, everyone's going against me and saying Let's that go. we're not going to get a clean sheet. But you know what? We all, we I all am said more than dub. happy to take dub. the L. I, hey, look, a, a dub and, and a clean sheet, that, uh, that is always my ideal preference. And if that is the case, um, then, then I like it. Chris also going with a 2-0 for America. Looks like everyone just wants America to walk away with a 2-0 victory, which I'm more than happy to, to, to oblige to. But it just seems a little bit difficult with this back line. But again, who knows? Like you mentioned, Jordan might have the game of his life. Scores two goals and saves three, you know? We'll, we'll Gets a contract extension for one more year. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but that's pretty much what it is. Now, look, this next game, I know it's it's just as difficult to predict because you don't know what's happened against Juarez. Uh, but it is a home game, and, and, and it is an opportunity to continue that good run of form at home against, uh, you know, a side that, uh, again, isn't really in the top positions as as far as what i'm looking at um you know let's look at where cholos is at the moment if i'm not mistaken yep they are completely dead last i knew that i had seen them at the bottom i just didn't think that they were that far down um so again they only have they only have one draw against uh, juarez that's where they got their points yeah, so I get another favorite. But they match have played Tigres, Leon, and Toluca, so you know, like their schedule's been a little like tougher than. And they have to go yeah, up they're... against us. On and Sunday. now they have us. And now they have us. Um, but you know, it is difficult. The only thing I want to see from America in this game, uh, you know, it's hard to predict starting eleven. You never know what's going to happen. But the one thing I do want to see is. Uh, this America side to continue to build on that Solari foundation, which is be possessive, have the ball control it, be a lot more vertical with your passing, be a lot more dynamic with, you know, your movement in and around the pitch uh, and, and just continue to grow and, and establish that 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 play. Because like you mentioned, Ivan, right? We want to see this America side once you're in the Jornada 13, 14, have an identity, have a style that you're playing for. And that way you, you get a much more well-rounded America and you're not talking about a tale of two halves. You're talking about, you know, 65 minutes that, you know, America's looking concrete. So that's what I want to see from them against your Cholos. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I, you know, there's 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 times where momentum shifts, right? That's 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 kind of the general consensus of how the game works, right? You, uh, yeah, you, but you, you have want, a leg you up see and then players s- deliver a full game. You know, I think that if you if you play sixty five minutes, that's where you lose the game. You know, that's that. I don't know. For me personally, that's the raw mentality. 
I get what you're saying, but for me, it's not the wrong mentality. Okay. All right. Uh, but you know what? Uh, okay. I, I agree with you. Looks like we've lost AJ for a bit. Um, and, and so, it, it, oh, AJ, are you back? He's back. Hello? He's, he's, in, he's in 420p. Oh, he's gone. Well, but either way, look, it's, it's definitely way past his bedtime. I apologize for that, AJ. Um, we want to see a much more well-rounded America side, right? Especially Absolutely. So that's, that's, that's all we're really asking for, right? Three points, much more well-rounded game. Um, and because of that, let's hope that we do get that in, in, in the end. Uh, On so top of let's that, go. I want to add, I want to add, if I may, that um, I want to see Cordova continue to enjoy playing at the Azteca. You know, like, mm-hmm. you're wearing the number 10, you're playing in the Fortress, enjoy it, take advantage of it, like, really take it in, you know, and, and with that comes a great performance, and who better do it against than not to belittle them, but you know a team that's not doing too hot. You know that's your moment to shine, and I really want to. I really want to see him seize that moment. Even though I haven't been his biggest fan, you know I want him to. I want him to convince me. Same, same. I mean, that's all I've been asking from him this whole time that he's ever stepped on the pitch for America. I'm like, I get it. This kid's got potential. He's got loads of talent. You just need to see that more consistency. And like you mentioned, right? What better way than to pick Tijuana apart? Ride that confidence, right? Quad is going to be a little bit more of a different animal because it's an away game. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how they plant themselves. But I feel like at home, you know, your fans cheering you on, knowing that you're, like you mentioned, in the fortress that is the Azteca with that epic jersey that is the number 10. Go out there, pick them apart, have your fun. Absolutely. All righty then. Well, with that said, give me your prediction for the game against uh, Trolls, which, by the way, is going to be a Sunday matchup. Again, that's another 3 p.m. Pacific, 5 Central, uh, 8 Eastern Standard Time, live on Tudene. What's your prediction? I will go at 2-0 again. 2-0 again. This one, I'm going to go a little bit more daring. I think for the first time, Solari's going to have a good major victory. I'm going with 3-0. 3-0 America. Uh, let's see. What does AJ have to predict for us? I'm going 2-0 again. Oh, my God. What is with the 2-0, guys? It's the new 3-0. It's the new 3-0 now. Because we're never <laughs> the more conservative 3-0. Exactly. <laughs> well, look, I don't care. You know, as long as we get the three points, uh, Dylan has uh, given me his prediction. He's going with a 1-0 victory for America. Look, we're all predicting a clean sheet in this one, at least. That's, that's all I really care about, right? Let's let's build up that confidence in the defense, which again might most likely be Bruno and Jordan. If Jordan has a game that we predict he's going to have against Juarez, uh, but most likely might be Emmanuel Aguilera back. But we'll see. But America Cholos should be an interesting one, regardless of how both teams are coming into the game on Sunday. It paints to be a good one, which is going to be the last game before the MLS All Star game against Liga Mekis. So. Should be an interesting way to see how some of our players are going to go. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that more next week. And we'll tell you guys as to who's going to the All-Star game in regards to our players, what we can expect, and uh, all that fun stuff. Which I just want to point out in regards to that real quick. You know, since MLS and Liga Makers are so obsessed with making money from one another, or together, we can say, you would think that if they're going to add an extra game in the middle of the week, that they then, like, I don't know, figure out something with the schedule to not have them play, like, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday. 
you know, all for an exhibition game. That sounds like that's not what the players want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think, does MLS have Doble Jornada this week? No, huh? Some of them do. Some of them do. Some depends, of them like, do? The schedule, the schedules, I don't know why there's, the schedule always does this thing where, like, not all teams have a Doble Jornada. For example, LAFC had it, I think, the last time, and then not this time. You're right. I'm looking at Wednesday, and a good chunk of them are having a game on Wednesday, and that's just it. Just Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, it's just looks it's bizarre. Like, you know, Eastern if, Conference, though. Yeah. So it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, by all means, like you know, have have the game, get you know, have some fun, whatever. But then do something more to cater to the schedule where the players aren't like exhausted. You know, travel. You know, like. Yeah, just travel alone is exhausting. So I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I know a lot of people feel different about it. Some care about it. Some don't. You know, teach their own. But I just think that you know, if you're gonna do that, you should be more mindful of it. And I don't know, like, don't have a doble jornada leading into that, or don't have, you know, a game, you know, games every three days. But hey, I mean, they gotta squeeze these in because they know that you know, fetch a fever is coming up. I think that's why. Yeah. Which is the bad thing, right? Because the players are the ones who suffer at the end. Absolutely. And our work schedule, too, because sometimes you just got to, like, find a way to, like, how do I watch all these games at the same time? Always find a way. Always. Yeah, I mean, you always do, but, you know, it'd be nice not to have to. You need more screens. You need more screens. More games, more screens. I I, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, But all right, then, gentlemen, is there anything else to add on before we wrap up today's episode? But none, it's been a I pleasure. I appreciate y'all. Well, Ivan, thank you so much for coming on again. You know that you're more than welcome on here. Uh, you know, always love having you on and, and can't wait to, you know, we'll, we'll have you again. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be talking very closely as, as you and I will be, uh, you know, in, in contact for the MLS All-Star game, which is going to be right, you know, in your backyard. Absolutely. Come on down, AJ. Hey. Come on down, AJ. You know, you know you're more than welcome, AJ. I'd love to. On my way. Just, just. You know, we'll meet you outside of LAX, not in LAX, because that, that's <laughs> going to be a mess. I always say you can dictate how much someone loves you, whether they'll pick you up from the airport or tell you to meet you outside of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true, AJ. Especially when it comes to LAX. I, I promise you. If, 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 you want, if you want to test someone's love, you just tell them, I'm flying into, into LAX. Can you pick me up? And they'll be like, ah... Uh, you know, depending on the response, you'll know what, whether or not it's true love or not. They'll be like, I got to pick my apple tree today. Sorry, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. So, uh, but no, thank you again, Ivan, so much for coming on. AJ as well. Thank you so much. Uh, Dylan, in the background, thank you for, you know, producing today's episode. Giving us a big thumbs up. Thank you. And uh, you guys have wonderful times. Uh, stay safe. We'll be back next week to talk things all America. And uh, this, t- this Thursday, excuse me, me and AJ will be recapping everything that was the Lady Agatha as well. So. Make sure you guys tune in for that one. All right. You guys have a wonderful time. Stay safe. Wear your masks. And as always, Arriba la America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast. And get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.